What's up, party people? It's Tiffany. And I'm McKenna. Did you ever think after college graduation that you're going to move into a beautiful apartment overlooking the Manhattan skyline? Maybe killing it in your dream job? Or hanging out with your best friends at a local coffee shop? Possibly engaged to your hunky bow and basically just living it up? Us too. Did you then realize all too quickly that that wasn't true? Us too. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day struggles and achievements of a post-grad life in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mature Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tiffany. And I'm your other co-host, McKenna. And today we are doing Friendships and Boundaries Part 2. <laughs> yes. You guys, our first um, first part of this, which is Boundaries and Friendship, um, was the most popular episode we did True. in Season 1. It was a really good episode. I actually just recently listened to it and... It was like less than, what, six months ago? And I feel like a child. I, yeah, a whole different person. Yeah. <laughs> if you to... haven't listened to it, go listen to our baby voices when we first started the podcast. And it's a it's a time. Actually, just pause it right now and go listen to it. And then come back and you can hear an entire new subjects, yes. topics, because boundaries and friendships are always changing. 100%. And also, we're not done talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I think the... It was the most popular episode because I think a lot of people resonated with the fact that it is not a conversation that most people have. No, never, never. I mean, we were having it for a while, but then I feel like when we talk to other people, they're like, what? Yeah. They're like, oh, we should be doing that. And I was like, yeah, so should I. I mean, I talked to talk, but I was not walking a walk for (laughs) sure. I was like, yeah, I totally should set boundaries. And then like people would walk all over me. And I was like, I should totally set boundaries. (laughs) I think that's something we all struggle with. But boundaries and friendship part one, that was definitely a good conversation opener. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people listened to it and they, they took away with a lot of just like value and just seeing their friendships in a new light mm-hmm. and that really start that conversation of like what that looks like in their life and that's really what we're we're here for like yeah. we want you all to be listening to this to like listen to like listen and then take away something so you can you know apply it to your lives and have these conversations yeah. with other people that you really need to have them with absolutely we're yeah. not trying to just um boost our confidence. (laughs) We actually genuinely want these conversations to go outside of um, just the podcast. And we want people to be able to have an open conversation and also like this freedom to set boundaries and like other people, other friends to acknowledge those boundaries and say, that's okay. Instead of getting upset about it, because everyone deserves that. Like you listening at home right now, or in the car, or wherever you are, deserve to have your boundaries and deserve to have your friends accept them or not accept them and respect them. Yeah, and most importantly, find that self-respect for yourself. 
Amen. So, wow. Amen. Woo, good job. Good job. Um, y'all hope you listen to this. Hope you're crying a little yeah. bit. Like, <laughs> Get ready. Settle in. <laughs> okay. So, McKenna, can you give us like a can you give us like a little recap of what had happened in our first episode? Yes. So, um, in our first episode, we really wanted to talk about the types of friendships that we have and the types of friends that each of us have, um, or the type of friend we are. So, we definitely um, discussed like the roles that people um, play, whether that's like the fixer which um was definitely us um or maybe you were like the brick wall um who a lot of people went to you but you didn't really give a lot of advice you were just kind of chilling listening Good which listener. we yeah. love a brick yes um, <laughs> um we also talked about not being pulled into other people's dramas um allowing other people to figure out their drama not being um the ones you always fix it um tiff also mentioned a really great tip if you guys i'm telling you guys right now like if you have not listened to it like go back and listen go to back it. and listen to it because tiff actually mentioned a really good conversation she had with like some friends about saying no and really putting up her boundaries of saying like hey i'll call you back in five minutes um but that's as much time as i have which is such a simple tangible technique to use when you feel like you always say yes to people um and then lastly we kind of talked about rezoning your boundaries um sometimes you need to get outside of your comfort zone and sometimes it's okay to stay in your comfort zone and knowing yourself best so yeah um that was kind of what we talked about um and it was it was a good combo it was a good conversation so seriously if you have not let's stop this right now go back to our first season and it's a little bit cold boundaries and friendships yes so. okay we're done promoting our first episode <laughs> but we are ready to kind of dive into some new topics that um we had kind of set on the back burner the last time um and then as our lives have continued we've realized that these boundaries need to be um talked about and also um low-key set in place <laughs> well it's not even just that i think there's like a lot of reflection that has been happening in the midst of doing mm -hmm. this podcast and i think that because the previous episode had done so well we were thinking of other boundaries that we had set in our lives that we were actually living out and that's why we wanted to have the conversation yeah so yes so i guess yeah i just i guess i'm just gonna go straight into telling the story because um this is just this is kind of like setting the premise for i guess the whole um like episode but recently or i guess like in the last year mm -hmm. i've had an incident with a friend who then just recently decided to tell me that they did not want to be friends with me mm -hmm. anymore and it was like very sudden and it was very um quick and i just like kind of out of the blue and to give context to our friendship we've been friends for about i think six or seven years mm -hmm. so like a really long time we went through high school together we just hung out a lot um and we were best friends. Yeah, we were basically best friends. And then we also have a we have another external group of friends. So we have our own friendship and then we were a part of this bigger group and that's kind of how we met and we hung out all the time. But we ourselves just like again had our own individual friendship and we would spend a lot of time together. Um, we like shared a love for food, so we always go out to eat like different types of food. We went on trips together like y'all like met like we met each other's families, like we're really, really close friends. And then like last year, um, he basically just told me like, I don't wanna be friends with you anymore and the group. And that was like, 
that took me like yeah that like was like getting what the carpet ripped under my feet right and that was like so crazy for me here because like there was no context that we didn't get into a big fight like nothing happened we just kind of slowly had been like drifting apart and then all of a sudden he was like i don't want to be friends with you or the group anymore and then i had to go back to our group and just tell everyone because he didn't tell them. So I had to announce it to everyone else. Like, hey, we're not friends. They're, like, he doesn't want to be friends with us anymore. So that was like super, super weird. And like, since then, recently, it's been like a year. So we haven't been in contact whatsoever. And when um, when he had told us a year ago, like, he don't want to be friends with us, I had mentioned like, hey, if there's anything you ever need, like, feel free to reach out. Because I genuinely meant that. And like, I understand that like, a person can go through their own stuff and like decide not to be friends but i ultimately wanted to give that extension of grace of like hey like i'm here whenever you want me um if you ever really really need anything like i know you don't want this friendship anymore but i'm here and so he decided to reach out and now he is asking for more grace and is asking to be back into my life and kind of like starting that conversation of being friends again but i'm kind of a little bit in a little fickle because I don't know if I should have him be part of my life and creating boundaries in that is has been like very interesting because it's like what do I do next like what is the right boundaries for me a year has passed since we haven't spoken so that's mm -hmm. haven't celebrated each other's birthday haven't celebrated like any holidays like yeah. haven't hung out so it's been a long time like yeah. a year isn't a long time but like it's a, a significant amount of time for a whole like your friendship is never contacting each other yeah where are you I mean feelings wise it can be very emotionally draining to have a friendship be so close and to make memories together and all that um is it tempting for you to just um kind of forget like your own feelings in it and just say you know I really miss this friendship so I I'm totally fine with everything I think for me, okay, to give also a little more context, I knew that like, I was also like, when this is all happening, I was also not in a good place. Mm -hmm. And I know that like, he to a certain degree was also kind of struggling with a little bit mental health stuff, but like had voiced that a little bit to me, but like didn't really give much context either. And my, honestly, my like assumption, just because I do know him pretty well, was that like, he also didn't really understand what was going on in his life. Mm -hmm. Like he hadn't fully pro processed what was going on. And so like, now looking back i feel like yeah there's like a part of me where i'm a little bit upset because i'm like you can't just decide to like cut me out and then walk back in like nothing has happened like right la da like oh i don't want to be in your life oh just can i want to be in your life and like that has been really frustrating on my end of just trying to figure that out and so the question had like come up of like should I bring him back into my life just because he is a good person or he was a good friend or like mm -hmm. despite our history like should he still be a part of my life yeah and I honestly don't know I feel like I am still trying to figure that out like should a person still like should you cut someone off even if they're a good person yeah it's kind of a very interesting topic because they could be like a really great person and have great morals and everything, but that doesn't mean that they're a good friend. Yes. Or and maybe they're just not cut up for you. Yeah. Or yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, maybe they're just not a good friend for you. Yeah. Meaning like maybe it's kind of like a dating relationship, if you will, like they're a great person and they have great values and they're doing their thing. They're living their life, but down to the core, you guys just like aren't meant to be. 
Yeah. And, like, you're just not supposed to be in your life right now. Um, I think there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes from that, though. And, like, 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 maybe I should, like, having the mentality of, like, I should have them part of my life because they are a good person. Like, they haven't really done anything yeah. bad to me. Like, they didn't talk shit about me. They didn't, they didn't, like, fully wronged me. Like, should I still keep them as part of my life? But... I think counter like counter argument to that would be um, even if they haven't wronged you, like should they stay in your life? Yeah. Like should they just kind of be dragged along in your life just being acquaintances? And that's not saying like every time someone wrongs you, you have to snip, snip. Um, but it's just like a conversation to start thinking about. And also, we're not here to say we have all the answers. Yeah. Um, like these are boundaries that you can set. But I think boundaries don't always have to mean like you're going to set them right away. Sometimes boundaries just mean you're going to start thinking about them. Yeah. And you're going to start like questioning what your self-worth is and how you're going to now approach these friendships. Yeah. Because I think one of my biggest like – Probably my biggest thing is, like, trying to figure out, like, I've had a lot of history with my friends. Um, and so, like, me and Tiff's relationship, we've been friends for now, like, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so Wild. weird to think about. But to me, that's actually a pretty short friendship mm-hmm. because I've been friends with a lot of my friends since I was, like, three or four. Um, so having, like, 20-year friendships is, like, whoa. Like, they have seen me through everything. They have seen my family through everything. Like, we are very close. We're family. Um, But a lot of those friendships are not fulfilling. (laughs) Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? I mean, to be very honest, like, I have found some really – and that's not denying what they have done for me or have been there for me. Um, that's not negating those aspects of like memories and um, loyalty. I think moving forward, though. moving forward, as I've grown as a person, as I have developed as a person, I have found my own self worth and realized what I need and what feeds me in a friendship. And so, um, people like Tiff who really see me and know me and check in with me and have kind of um, it sounds weird, but kind of made a commitment to be a part of my life. 100%. Those are friendships that I truly see and feel hurt. Like, it's, I don't know how else to explain it, but those it makes you think back to 20-year friendships that haven't really been there for you and wonder, is this the same? Mm. Do I cut ties with them because they're not equaling the standard that I have for my newer friends because I value like me and Tiss relationships so much, but I don't think I have the same standards that I have for her that I do for my 20 year friendships or even my 10 year friendships. Like they're very different where (laughs) I'm just going to expose some people. Like this is just how I feel. And anyways, um, I probably don't have the same standards as I do for my 10 year, 15 year friendships as I do for Tiff. Like, a lot of stuff that if Tiff were to do the same stuff that they did, I probably wouldn't be friends with Tiff. Hmm. Yeah. Which is a very odd thing to say. And maybe it's harsh. But because of where I'm at in my life, 
like those friendships it's hard yeah, to determine because it's like oh do I keep the same standards that I have for you know people who I really really care about and who are close who have like shown their loyalty to me do I like why is it so different I think we okay so I this all this conversation was also sparked by the idea of like I'm a big visual person mm -hmm. and so um basically how I drew out like I we when we were playing this this conversation I wanted to explain to McKenna like how I kind of see friendships in my head mm -hmm. and so imagine like okay so there's like <laughs> it's like a circle you're a circle so yeah you're a circle and then like along the along that like outer rim of the circle you have like different like ropes mm -hmm. or like tethers attached to it and it is constantly either going further away from you like a little windy thingy like a reel yeah like, like a, a fishing reel. reel yeah so it's either going further away from you or each person's pulling um, closer to you so if you feel closer to them obviously like they're kind of in your life and they're they, right next they're yeah. right at that line yeah they're right at that line but if they're further then obviously like that just was representative of like how how close you feel from they're just they're not as close to you mm -hmm. and then outside of that there is a line mm -hmm. so like a little further outside and like that is your limit like that's like your cutoff line yeah that's like my cutoff line and like once they get to that person like get to that line that's when they either get cut off or their friendship is put on pause mm. what do you mean by that Okay, so what I mean by that is, like, sometimes, I don't know if you guys have, like, ever experienced this, but you know how sometimes you have, like, friendships where, like, it's it's one or, it's one or, one, it goes one or two ways. Either they're, like, we're really good friends, but, like, you guys are just really busy, and, like, you guys haven't had time to hang out, and you guys haven't had time to catch up. So it's kind of, like, on pause. Like, your friendship's on pause. You're not completely cut off, but it's not, like, you're talking every day. You still check in, like, yeah, once a month. But it's not, thing. like, deep either. Mm. It's just on pause. That's how I think of it. But they have other friendships on the other end where like they're on pause, but it's like not necessarily a good thing. Like mm. you, it's like kind of teetering that line of like, oh man, like you're, if I don't, if we both don't put an effort in this next X amount of time, like we're probably not going to be in each other's lives in this up, like upcoming years. Mm. And I think sometimes kind of envisioning your friendships like that kind of helps. Mm. I know it feels very... Like, analytical yes it feels very analytical and it's like well i'm gonna put pause on my on my relationship but i think it can be used as a tool mm. to help you kind of take a step back and be like do i really value this friendship like mm. do i really want this person part of my life moving forward and i think that like it's hard because boundaries again are just it's just so touchy like we're talking about like relationships like these are connections emotional things that you feel from people so yeah we're not saying like this is the right answer like this is just mm -hmm. how i see things is how i process things yeah. and um i think it's very interesting in that of like trying to figure out like the standards of which you kind of like you like you use on your friends like your older friends like they might not be fulfilling but you have so much history. So you like, maybe you can't really cut them off, yeah. but maybe you can put them on pause. Yeah. And then you have like other friends who are newer and yeah, they don't, they haven't seen you through as much compared mm -hmm. to your other friends, but they are way more fulfilling. They know, they know who you are. They know how to support you in the way that you need. Mm -hmm. And 
like another thing to mention is like you can't compare yeah those friendships either because i completely agree there's there's certain friends i have lower standards for honestly mm-hmm. of like oh they they like do something and i'm like oh man like i didn't like that mm-hmm. like that i felt a little bit disrespected mm-hmm. and like honestly i don't get as uh, as upset because it's like almost like classic like it's almost expected of you that you would do that to me right. but then i have other friends like mckenna were like if she did the same thing i'd be like girl what are you doing i'm about to call you out right now and yeah. i would get more mad so i think it's just like really trying to and to gauge where you're at with people and that's what's we're like i think we mentioned on the last episode too you need to figure out where you where you are with that person do you want to continue pursuing this Mm -hmm. do you want to put it on pause do you want to like like what is it you want and like what do you want out of these friendships how how do you want to feel i think for me in the midst of this i'm still trying to figure it out too you know, like, I'm still trying to figure out if I want this person back in my life because it's like, man, it's been a year. Like, it's been a year. Like, I don't know what has happened in your life. You don't know what's happened in my life. Can I take on this friendship? And I think a big thing that you kind of said, like, earlier, like, our friendship, like, it is a commitment. And I think we downplay friendships so much. Absolutely. Like, we do not give it as much weight as it should and like friendships are if anything the most selfless things that you can do Mm -hmm. and have because in a relationship like there's things that you like give to the person like you open yourself up physically there's like certain things there's a big big levels of like vulnerability but with friendship there are and then in relationship there's almost something like you have to get back it's the intimacy yeah but with friendships it's so open-ended like you ch- like if you're a really good friend someone you just choose to be there and that's it like it's so wholesome and like it is a commitment like if you want great friends you have to become a great friend mm. and like if you want that for your life if you're like looking around you're like man i don't enjoy these people around me they do not lift me up like th- it's just not it and i think everyone to certain degrees knows when that's happening mm. like it's not something that's like oh my god my friends suck what mm-hmm. like i really think people know when their support system and the people around them aren't doing them justice okay. yeah Okay, so we were kind of talking a little bit more about cutting ties, and I want to circle back to some of the um, friendships that I am currently struggling with. Um, I feel like in my place right now, I am very busy with grad school and work and doing the podcast and also just trying to have a social life and family life, and um, sometimes it can get really overwhelming and there are people in my life that I need who are going to like text me randomly and just be like, Hey, are you okay? Um, and there is a friendship that like currently I'm struggling with a lot where I've been friends with them for a lot of years, like over 18 years, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've been close for like the past 10. Um, and it's really, really difficult to think about, like putting them on pause or even cutting them off because you don't think that they're fulfilling you anymore. And um, I'm trying really hard not to like cry because um, 
like Tiff was saying before, like friendships do carry like a lot of weight and it's not for me. Um, I, I think it probably stems from my, like from my parents, the way that they treat their friends, they treat them like family. Like they are, they are everything to them. And, um, the way that they welcome them into our home and the way that they, um, have just stayed friends forever. Like my dad still plays poker with his high school friends, literally his high school friends from, I'm not going to say how old he is, but like, it's been a minute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's been a hot minute, but they still have poker once a month. No. And that is like that. I mean, that's a commitment. Like that is a lifelong commitment. And so I naturally just like took that on as I grew up and just knew that like the people I wanted in my life were going to be family to me no matter what. I was going to like I laid down my life for my friends and it seems very extravagant and very like extreme and sometimes maybe a little too much, but that's just who I am and people who know me know that like I am a very like I'm probably loyal to a fault. Um where at times I've had friends walk all over me and treat me like dirt, but I I actually wrote a poem about this, which is so random, but literally in my poem, it writes like, um, I'll go to like the ends of hell for people just to douse them in holy water because that's how much I love them and how much I care about these people that have have been in my life and who have seen me through things. Um, I'm like actually like sweating now, (laughs) Um, but it's so hard to like look at someone and be like, you're not, you've seen me through so much and you've listened to me for days on end talk about this problem and you've seen me through my hurt and you've seen me cry and to think about knowing they don't fulfill you right now is such a hard very very hard um thing to accept accept um and it's not something that I take lightly I think there's a lot of times me and Tiff will be like snip snip get out of my life (laughs) um But for friends that have been there for you for a really long time, um, even if it's been a year, like even if you've only been friends with them for a year and you've just like gone through something really monumental with them, like it is so hard to look at someone and be like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. Um, So right now I think I am at this place where I feel like I give a lot to this friend and I don't receive it. And there are a lot of external factors. You can blame it on those as much as you want. But for me and the friends that I need in my life, like I can't have you blame external factors for you not being a good friend. Yeah. And I am and 100% someone who's done that for years. Years. I'd be like, oh, well, they're busy with this. Oh, they're doing their own thing. And I don't want to step on their toes. But ultimately, like, what does that say about me? Like, what does that say about me that says oh, well, I'm willing for them to treat me like dirt and not be there for me because they're doing their own stuff. Like I'm going through my own stuff too. And I would always be like, oh, well, I'm being selfish if I say, oh, I'm going through my same stuff too. Maybe you're feeling like that. Maybe you're not. But for me, I was like, I was told, put others before yourself, Mm -hmm. which I was like, okay, I, I have to do that. That is always my mindset. What happens to me at the end of the day? Yeah you're left very empty Mm -hmm. um, where my professors, my psychology professors would always say, because you're taking on so much of other people's stuff as like a therapist or a counselor, you have to have other people willing to take your stuff. 
So you're filled with, it's this idea, we just love analogies here, yeah. um, this idea of like a cup and people are constantly throwing rocks in your in your cup. And ultimately like your cup is going to get so full of rocks that you're not going to have any water to, like when people try to put water into you, there's no space. Yep. So you need people in your life who are going to slowly take out some pebbles. They don't, because sometimes those rocks are meant to be there. Like you want to be able to take on those burdens. Like that is, I think, I mean, this sounds weird to be like this type of friend I am, but like, I definitely feel like I am someone who takes on a lot of other people's burdens. And I'm okay with that because I know that that's how God has intended me to be, is be able to handle that emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. Um, But he has brought some really amazing people in my life who have slowly taken out those pebbles and slowly taken out those rocks. And that allows me to have more water in me. And so maybe you're listening to this and thinking, I have no water in me, full of rocks. Take a second look at who you're surrounding yourself with. 100%. And I think to add to that is like, it's not, friendships are not meant to be easy. No. In the same, again, like to compare, I feel like a lot of people compare to romantic relationships. Friendships fulfill you in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. It's not comparable to a romantic relationship, but it's, it's going to be just as hard. Your emotions are in it. You're you're invested into this person. It's going to be hard. Like you're going to have hard conversations. You're going to go through rough patches with friends. And like just because you hit a rough patch with your friend doesn't mean that like you should drop them. But if it's something that is like continuously weighing heavy on you, time and years go by and like you put on your end and and the thing is you can't be hard on yourself when you change. Mm. when you change mm-hmm. you also your expectations for people change too mm-hmm. and you can't be hard on yourself for when that happens like yeah maybe this friendship is something that was fulfilling you five years ago mm-hmm. but you are not the same person five years ago you mm-hmm. are a different person today and that person today needs something different than the person five years ago Amen. so you can't be mad and you can't be upset when you're like i i want different things i demand different things in friendships now than i did five years ago because this is what I need to move forward. This is how I thrive. And it gets so, again, just so tricky when you have a friend who's been in your life for so long. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you've made efforts to like amend things and you've voiced out your concerns and you, you ultimately can't change people yeah. for like who they are. They're also growing into their own people, but also like it's up, up to you to figure out what do you want again what what is it that you want in your life and that's the trickiest part because once you say no like that's it but you also remember that when you say no to something else you're saying yes to something else too mm. and i think that's the other end of it when you're you it feels so like narrowed down and it doesn't feel like man i'm just saying bye to this but you're also making space almost taking out pebbles right out of this mm-hmm. analogy taking pebbles out to make room for something else yeah and an, a reference we made the metaphor that we had rent, uh, mentioned in the first episode was you can't in the same way when you go on an airplane and they tell you when the airplane's going down you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you help anyone else mm-hmm. and it's the same way with friendships, like yeah. you cannot pour and pour into other people and be a good friend if you are not taking care of yourself. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And 
I think for years I was just like every new friend I made or friends that I've had for years, I was just like constantly putting on oxygen masks for, for other them. people. Yeah. And everyone was looking at me like I was this really great person who was like, oh my gosh, how are you able to do all this? Like, how are you able to solve this problem and fix this and mend relationships? And I was just like, oh, like I almost took pride in it. And I've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast, how I'm a very prideful person. And it's something I can, I have to continuously work on. Um, but in the past, like I was a hundred percent someone who was just like, look at me and the great friend I am. And I'm willing to like put everyone's needs above my own until that resentment kicked in mm-hmm. and I resented putting on other people's oxygen masks and I got to this point where I was like well who's putting on my oxygen mask 100% yes like I I don't think a lot of people are talking about the resentment that when you are the type of friend that like me and Tiff are where you just feel like you're constantly giving constantly checking in on people constantly feeling like you know I'm giving so much and I'm receiving nothing it's a lot of resentment that builds and you say, and you look at them and you look at these friends that you've had for years, or you feel that you have been loyal to and you say, why aren't you putting on my oxygen mask? And they're just like, well, I didn't know you needed that. Yeah. And so it's hard because then you just get even more frustrated saying like, how could you not think of me, think of yeah. me or how could you not um, anticipate my needs? Mm-hmm. Sometimes a boundary is looking that person in the eye and saying, this is what I need in a friendship. Are you going to be able to give it to me? Yeah, just straight up like that. Like, I yeah. I honestly feel like sometimes that's that's what a friendship needs. And um, I think I've given that advice a lot to people, but I haven't really taken it myself because I'm terrified that someone will say no or I'm terrified that I'm going to have to cut out a friendship I've had for so many years. Yeah. Um, to be honest, like that's just where I'm at and I'm still trying to figure that out yeah. because I am, I am scared and I, I don't think a lot of people are willing to admit that. So you hear, you heard it here first. Like we're all scared of cutting out friendships that we love and care for. And when you make, if you do make that decision, I think it's important to know that that doesn't diminish your love or your um, experience you experiences you had for them. Um, it just means that you've you've grown out of a friendship that's meant a lot to you but isn't feeding you. Yeah, and I feel like I've cut out a couple of friends in my past. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but like it's super weird. My history with friends is like very odd. Like I, I think I talked about this in the last episode, but like. I got bullied in like fifth grade. Let's just summarize that. Got bullied bullied in like the fifth grade. And once I, after that happened, I decided I was like, I'm not going to have shitty friends anymore. I refuse to do it. I like will give people a chance, but like this is just not cutting it. I, I'm just not going to put up with like shitty people basically. Yeah. And then ever since then, like it was up until almost every single year of high school. So like starting fifth grade or starting sixth grade and then moving up to high school, I had a new best friend every year. Mm-hmm. So like I would just rotate with, between people and I was so committed to that person, like that my best friend wholeheartedly for a year. And then after a year, either one, like circumstances change and the AK like, we don't have the same classes, don't see you anymore, peace out. Mm-hmm. Or like, I just feel like people really showed me like their true character. And then I was just like, this is just not it. And I would just kind of like move on. And it was never this, it was never this like 
I'm not being friends with you. Bye. It was just more like, I'm just going to go do my own thing now. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, and when I was in high school, then uh, there was this girl I was friends with for like a really long time. Like we were friends for almost like two years where we were like best friends, like hanging out every day. She'd come over to my house. I'd go to her house. She'd go to family parties with me. Like we do everything together. And then like a boy got thrown in the mix Mm -hmm. of it. And then things got really nasty, like drama happened. Mm -hmm. And that really showed me her true character. And again, it wasn't this conversation. Cause again, we were like immature and young, but it wasn't this conversation. Like we're not friends anymore, but it was just kind of like, I think she had reached out a couple times. I'm like, this is not it. Like, you showed me who you are. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure, like she she was a great person. I just think that like when drama happens, people, you really see people's like true character kind of come out. And I was just like, I can't take you at your worst. So I'm not gonna also have you at your best, you know? Mm. And that really set precedent for like everything else. All the, fr- all, like since then, all the friendships I've had of like, I'm so committed to you. like like your family like mm. you i once you're like in my circle like your family like you're gonna come to family parties you're gonna be a part of my life like yeah. you're gonna see the ugly you're gonna see, you're gonna also have fun with me like everything mm. and like all of it but like if i can't take you at your worst like you're I'm, i don't want your best either wow and that for me like has really set a good standard for me like that's why i have really great friends like you we're like we've been friends for like five six years now and like it's been nothing but great. I think we've just learned more about each other. Yeah. And I think that like having that standard really, really helps weed out the other people who don't care about me as much. Because yes. if I'm willing to put so much in for you, I need you to give me more than half of that. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not expecting, I'm not, I can't, I can't have you. I'm not going to put you to the same standard as me, but I need you to give more than half yeah. of what I'm giving because then at least you, I know you're trying. Yeah. And not everyone comes from that standpoint. I mm-hmm. totally understand that. There's a lot of people, and I've, I've become friends with lots of people that don't know how to be a good friend. Yeah. And like, that's just not common knowledge, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just something that you have to learn to figure out for yourself. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want to put up with? Like, what is it that... That, where's like, your, where's your line? Yeah, where's your line? Like, at what point are you like, this is just not it for me? Yeah. I think for me, it's like, I really pay attention. I'm a very, like, observant person. And so, like, behaviors, that's, like, the, like, the tiniest thing. Where, like, if I see someone, let's say, what's a good example? I feel like something, like, um, I see, like, if I see a character flaw, I guess, in someone where, like, um, biggest thing for me is, like, if I hang out with someone and they can't stick to the word, that's like a big thing for me. If even after the smallest things, like if you're going to tell me that you're going to be somewhere and then you're not there, like you're not it. Like mm. it's a really big line for mine, for me, for mine, <laughs> for me, where like I need someone who's going to be able to say what they mean and then stick to it. Mm. Because once a once I have that, once a person kind of, kind of is like kind of tearing that line, there's other factors that kind of like, I guess influence it, but that's like something, that's a value I hold in my life. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, then like, I'd rather not have you be a part of my life. And that sounds really harsh, but it's like the truth. That's how I like, that's how I kind of, that's like one thing I like look at friends. I'm like, can you stick to what you say? Because 
that sets precedent for then everything else in our life. Like when I need you, like, can, are you reliable? Can you be there for me? Yeah. You know, I think my line, that's a one just like great. Yeah. A little segment, this <laughs> segment. Um, and it's also something to mention, like it is when you do find people who are at the same level as you just know that like that is very rare. And those are people that you need to put effort into and to continue fostering those friendships because it doesn't come around every day. Um, I would say my line, I really, I think I'm very similar. And like, if you say you're going to do something, I want you to follow up with that. But my biggest thing would be vulnerability. And because I am someone who is very empathetic and very just like in her feelings, like, 89% 89% of the time. Pretty accurate, yeah. Um, I need someone who's just as vulnerable. Um, they don't need to, I guess maybe that's the wrong word. They don't need to be as vulnerable because sometimes I'm way too vulnerable <laughs> um, and like open, but I need someone who's going to be open as well, who if I like push them, they're going to be willing to like open up a little bit um, because that's when I feel comfortable. Like if I feel like you can't tell me anything, then we're, we're not compatible at all. And I think a lot of people who are my friends can attest to that because I am like a little like stick trying to like open up a clam (laughs) most of the time. Um, because I just think creating vulnerability within your friendships is so important because otherwise, how are you going to talk about you know, that coworker who irritated you or <laughs> your mom who is like struggling, like how are you supposed to understand all those dynamics if you're not able to be vulnerable about where you are and where you stand with those things, you know? So to me, like if Tiff tells me like, oh yeah, I had this fight with my mom, I don't need to just know like facts about her mom. Like I genuinely know like her relationship with her mom and how she feels about her mom mm. when she does certain things like that. And how she feels about when people treat her a certain way, like that gives so much context to the normal day-to-day things. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people recognize that. So if you are lacking that. You need to be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like, I think it's just, this con- these conversations, again, are just so hard because people are like, I bet you you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I want that, but like, where is that? Like, where do I find that? And this is the truth. If you don't see it, you have to be it. Mm. I'm so sorry. Like you're, it's on you like to be that person. And like, it's, it might take a while. Like no one is just going to wake up and be like, I'm going to be a great friend today. (laughs) Like, no, like it's just the same way I guess of like dating. Like you have to go through some bad friends to figure out like what is a good friend to you. The best part about it is that you could have multiple great friends. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but it's going to be on you to be that person. Do you want a great friend? You have to be that friend. Do you value loyalty? Do you value vulnerability? Do you value people who say what they what they really meant? Like, yeah. and for me, like, that's, those are the values I hold for myself. And that's the type of val- values I see in other people. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't necessarily mean like every person has to be like me because if anything all of my friends are nothing like me (laughs) they're like the complete opposite of me but we have the same values and that's Mm. what's really beautiful about friendship of like literally me and McKenna are like 
we come from very different backgrounds. Very polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, we just are so different. But at the end of the day, like when I tell people about McKenna, I'm like, you know, we're very different. And like, we sometimes don't agree on some things, but this is the thing. This is the thing that ties us back together is that we have the same values. Like we mm -hmm. love and genuinely like care for the same things. And that's what tethers us together. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what makes a great friendship. Everything else, you can figure it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Not just because I'm the other half of that friendship. But <laughs> um, I think what's also great is um, we do have those like underlying values that we both look for in a friendship. Um, but also like our morals our like morals and values have also rubbed off on each other where, mm. you know, I didn't really care what people like if people said like, oh, I'm going to be here at a certain time and they like didn't show up like I was upset, but like I didn't value it until I met Tiff and that's become something that I truly value in a friendship now where, you know, if you say that you're going to be like there for me, then I better get a text when I tell you that, <laughs> you know, something is like really traumatic in my life. Like I better receive like, you know, I almost expect, expect that now mm -hmm. because that's what you said and you should stay true to your word. And if you don't, then we're going to have more of issues. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think it's something that like you, you're just gonna have, you just have to, do, you have to be that person if you like want that friendship. Yeah. All I want to say, we don't have the answers. We are, we're, we're trying to figure out boundaries in our friendships too. Yeah. Um, when referencing just the, the the situation that I had mentioned earlier earlier in the episode, I I think moving forward, this is the advice that McKenna gave to me, and maybe this is something that you guys can like bring. I don't know, maybe you guys can apply it to your life, but like McKenna basically just reminded me that like I have to extend more grace to my friend if like I wanna move forward. But ultimately it's up to me and it's my decision whether or not I wanna have that person in my life. I can feel hurt and like I am so entitled to all of my emotions, but like as just like the person I am and like what I hold value to, like she just reminded me, like I have to give that chance to him, even though yes, he messed up. Mm -hmm. And like giving that forgiveness and grace, because I understand also that people, when they're not in the best mindset, they they mess up and like they do things out of character. Um, and I should not excuse him for that. Like- Absolutely not. Like he, like he needs to own up to like just be basically just like walking out and then walking back in but at the same time like i it's the only thing i can do and the only thing i can do is just give him the chance and then when he when we like meet up and talk then it'd be up to me wh whether or not yeah. i want to have like continue that friendship but this is the thing like i because i in so many situations in McKenna's life, like remind her of who she is she does she does it reflects that back onto me and so this is what I'm trying to say. Like, if you can't find that person, you need to be that person for other people. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of self-reflection on your end because it does take more effort. Like, yeah. you're going to put out more energy to, like, talk to your friend and, like, sit, see them through stuff and, like, come visit them when they need you. But, like, imagine that give, being given back tenfold. And like, if you set the precedent for that now in your early 20s, imagine, imagine the type of friendship you would have 10, 20 years from now. Yeah. So it's not just looking at it at this standpoint, but looking forward to and seeing the fruits of that later. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm just over here crying. Don't mind me. <laughs> um, we are so grateful to be able to like talk about boundaries and friendships and do another round of this. And while this episode was a little heavier than I think both of us expected, I think I'm really proud of us for opening up about our own experiences and shedding light on this really tough but worthy of a topic because it's something everyone's going through. Um, On a lighter note, um, if you guys did enjoy this episode, please subscribe and get all the information you possibly can about all of our social media or on Instagram at The Mature Podcast. And if you have time, we would love if you guys would leave us a review. Um, Just kind of talking about what your friendship experiences are because we're not only here to, you know, give our two cents, but we would love to hear about your um, life experiences because they could always help us. We're here in the trenches with you guys. So um, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.